This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Third-party program checkup. The management of a third-party relationship is an endeavor which a company must do on an ongoing basis. While audits, including forensic audits of third parties, are critical, a company should also consider its internal risk management program as well. So today I'm going to provide you a checklist to test your organization's health status concerning concerning your third-party risk management program. Number one, do you have a list or database of all of your third parties and their information? Does your company have a full list of all third parties, including such basic information as name, location, type of service provided, contract files and dates, principles of third party and primary contact, due diligence files, and other information you might need to manage the third party relationship going forward? Is this automated? Is this in a place that you can get to? Is this in a place that you can show a regulator? when they come knocking. Two, have you done a risk assessment of your third parties and prioritize them by level of risk? You need to know which third parties present the greatest risk to your company by asking some of the following questions. Is the third party service critical to your business? Is the third party service performed with little or no company oversight or supervision? Does the third party have any access to company funds, resources, or assets? Does the third party fund the company contractually? Does the third party obtain foreign government's license certifications or other approvals for your company? Number three, do you have a due diligence process for the selection of third parties based on a risk assessment? I think many compliance practitioners, indeed most companies, will will have a due diligence process. But here the question is, is it based upon your risk assessment? Have you used the information to... Uh, determine through your risk assessment to tailor the level of due diligence to the level of risk which you've assigned to it. 
Assign a risk profile to each category, such as high, medium, or low. The higher the risk, obviously, the more due diligence be required to vet the third party. If red flags arise, they must be cleared. If red flags arise, it may need, mean that you need to move to a higher level of background due diligence. Number four, once the categories have been determined, create a written due diligence process. I've talked about due diligence uh, rather extensively earlier in this month's series, but it's good to re recall that <clears throat> you need to have a written policy and defined procedures to implement that policy around due diligence and your risk categories. The policies you include, who's responsible for the implementation, the list of red flags, and how such red flags are to be dealt with and cleared, procedures to pay for any due diligence performed. In other words, who's going to fund it internally within your company, reference checks on third parties, procedures for in-person interviews for third parties and high-risk categories, <clears throat> conflict of interest checks, and process for documentation and storage of all of the above information. Number five, once a third party has been selected based upon due diligence process, do you have a contract stating all the expectations? In addition to your standard commercial terms and conditions, your third party contract should have compliance terms and conditions. We visited about these extensively, or at least earlier, and they should include some of the following. Anti-corruption and anti-bribery certification, uh, maintain a requirement that the third party maintain accurate books and records and your company have audit rights, indemnity rights, anti-corruption training for the relevant employees, an anonymous reporting mechanism, require a third party to obtain pre-approval to subcontract out any of the work for your company, require the third party to report any ownership change back to your management, <clears throat> and clear termination rights. Number six, is there someone in your organization responsible for the management of each of your third parties? Just as your company would never have an employee who is not supervised, <clears throat> your company should not have a third party which does not have your company's oversight. You should designate a manager to maintain the relationship with the third party and your company. In other words, a relationship manager. Such relationship managers should maintain an update documentation on the third party, work with internal audit to schedule and perform audits, regularly meet with the third party, and oversee adherence to the third party's contract with your compliance. The relationship manager should be the point of contact for the third party regarding compliance and business relationships with your company. You can use the relationship manager as a conduit of information to and from the third party. You can have the relationship manager, uh, if you've trained him properly, put on training for the third party. Utilize uh, your business unit employee as the relationship manager. This is one of the key ways to operationalize your compliance program. Because if you think about it, you're putting compliance in the hands of the person who's interacting the most with your third party. I cannot emphasize this enough, that the operationalization of your third-party risk management program through the creation of the relationship manager is a key component going forward. And number seven, what are the red flags regarding a third party? <clears throat> Obviously, red flags are generally recognized as signs or situations which would give rise to further investigation by your company. While there are innumerable questions that can be asked and answered, I believe that red flags are generally organized into one or more of the following categories. A, something seems out of the ordinary. B, reluctance of the third party to supply information or the dif difficulty in verifying information. C, the company's services principles are not ver verifiable by data, only anecdotally. And D, 
a mismatch in business experience with a product or service offered. Whatever red flags you list, if they are undiscovered or left unresolved, they <clears throat> certainly cost or, or present a reputational loss, which could be much worse for your company. If you have a third party who engages in human trafficking or modern slavery, the cost to you is not going to be nearly as high, the, the uh, uh, regulatory cost, it's not going to be nearly as high as the reputational damage. If, if the U.S. consuming public finds out that you're selling seafood products or uh, computer products that are based on uh, slave uh, wages or slave labor, uh, the, the blowback will be immediate to your company. Many companies understand the maxim of know your customer, or KYC. Nevertheless, in today's economy, this maxim may be well expanded to know your third party. The bottom line that there is no higher risk than third party risk, and that you're going to have third parties in your supply chain, you're going to have third parties in your sales chain. There are innumerable third parties that can assist you to do business on a global basis, but such opportunity brings potential costs. Your company should apply the same rigor in selecting training and managing third parties as it does for its own employees. A good place to start is with a third-party checkup. So what are your three key takeaways for today? Well, number one, what's the health of your third-party risk management program? Have you looked at that specifically? Have you hired someone to come in from the outside and take a look uh, at your third-party program, starting off with determining uh, if you've gone through the five steps of the life cycle of third-party management. Uh, do you have the documentation? Can that documentation be called up? Has the relationship manager uh, visited with the third parties on, a, on an ongoing basis? Two, when was the last time you reviewed and updated your third-party database? Uh, I think this should be done on no less than a biannual basis, but if you want to do it every uh, year, that's certainly acceptable as well. But you have to have an updated third-party list. If somebody drops off the list, uh, you need to be notified in compliance. And then expand your KYC thinking to know your third-party thinking. I don't think any business would think twice about doing a financial background check on a customer to make sure that they would uh, be able to pay. But how many times or how often have you done a financial background check on your third party? If a third party is in dire financial strait and they... Uh, they may be uh, more susceptible to bribery and corruption to get a deal done to, to make a sale. So think about your KYC techniques and tactics and apply them to know your third party. I hope you've enjoyed day 14 of the third party program checkup. I hope you will join me tomorrow for day 15 of one month to better third party management. This is Tom Fox. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of One Month to Better Third-Party Management. If you have listened to this podcast on iTunes, I would greatly appreciate it if you would rate this podcast as it will help our rankings and help us get the word out on this most unique podcast series in compliance. Also, if you have any questions, please feel free to email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. This is Tom Fox. Thank you very much for listening to today, and I hope you will listen tomorrow on another episode of One Month to Better Third-Party Management.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.